0: How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Hello, everybody. Happy to be back recording the podcast. My microphone was broken, but is now fixed. The kids were home, but are now back at school. I wish for equal amounts of happiness for you that those two things brought to me. For the next couple of shows, I want to talk about something that is really at the core of book marketing, but there can be a lot of confusion. So that's why it will take a few episodes, (laughs) but I want to talk about traffic. So traffic is what we need to get eyeballs on our book page. Long story short, we need people, we need customers, we need browsers, we need readers. How do you get them? That is the tricky part about traffic. Often though, I feel like when we talk about traffic, we stop at just get the eyeballs, get the traffic. And I think it's really important that we go deeper. We need to turn just casual browsers, buyers, casual eyeballs. We need to turn that traffic that doesn't really care about us, doesn't really know about us to seize our book here or there, seize our post here or there. We need to turn them into an audience. And so we want a loyal audience, raving fans, if you will. We want captive people. We're not catching them. We just want them to pay attention when we talk. We want them to read our emails. We want them to recognize our posts, our social posts, recognize our, anything we put out there, right? Our pins, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the day, what you really want is traffic that converts. So you can't Uh, really expect them to move through those three things very quickly from traffic to audience to conversion, which is sales. So you have to spend some time at each step. You have to spend some time gathering the traffic. So you're inviting people in to your movie theater to show them the movie that you made. So lots of people are walking by, maybe it's a mall situation. Maybe they have to drive there, but there's lots of people walking by. You want to invite them in To your movie, and at that point, they will be a captive audience. So then, what matters is what you say to them, how you speak to them, how often, how consistent, all that kind of stuff to create that captive audience. Does that make sense? Is that a good metaphor? Uh, I hope it is. And then, eventually, some of those audience members you're going to convert them to buyers. And then, again, you can start after they buy. If they buy from Amazon or pooped. you don't really have much opportunity for keeping in touch with them, but if you can get them to buy from your website, you have a uh a lot more chance, chances to create that raving fan from your audience member. Right? There's lots of things you can do to have a wonderful customer experience that will, even if they've bought one thing, that will have them coming back and paying attention to you on an ongoing basis. So that's the raving fanness. So that the, each next book you you publish, you have a built-in audience, which is really the ideal each new product, each new service, each new book, you want to launch it to people who already know you already are paying attention. So you have to keep in touch with your audience and that can be tricky. So there's different ways you can do that. You can keep in touch with them on social media Email, some people go as far as to create Facebook groups. And that's because it's really hard just in general social media to get people to stop the scroll and pay attention to you. So the question comes back to how do we take just casual traffic, casual social media followers or people who stumble upon our posts, how do we take those people and create a more captive audience with them? So usually that's why we say, We need their emails. We need to grow an email list because people will read 40% of their emails at least, but they'll only see maybe 8% of the social media people that they follow. And so that's why emails are a better bet. But people are savvy, right? We're savvy. We know when there's an opt-in box, when somebody wants to give us something for free, we know as consumers, they really just want to get us on a list. And for the most part... Email marketing is not done very well. I've said this, I think in every episode for at least the past year, a lot of email marketing is icky, spammy, yucky. It's why we think as marketers that we shouldn't do it because we think it's horrible. You just have to do it differently. You have to be better than the icky spammers, right? So the second thing about Sending people emails is they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed on social media. They're overwhelmed in their emails. They're overwhelmed everywhere, right? So you need to be interesting. You need to capture their attention. Stop the scroll when you're on social media. So you, you need an interesting image and you need a captivating caption, Sounds like sounds like a content pillar right there, captivating, captivating content. So th- that's why you have to pay more attention with your social media. That's why you can't really just be throwing spaghetti on the wall, my friends. Because if your images are doing, if your caption is a throwaway caption, you're not going to grab those people walking by and pull them into your audience. And now I'll raise my hand. I'll be the first to raise my hand because we're all so busy. And that includes me. I don't always do a good job on my social media. Absolutely. Uh, I'm totally guilty of throwing up a quote that's not in my branding. That's not my fonts. It's not my colors. I have been called out by people who are more professional than I am. And so I guess I'm going to turn around and call you out on it. Take more time with what you're putting out there, even if it means you're putting less out there. Okay. Something else fun you can do when you're thinking about how do I get traffic? How do I convert the traffic to fans? How do I get them to sit down and stay in the audience? Look at other industries. Look at what other entrepreneurs online are doing. Look at other books that aren't just written by authors for authors, just because you can gain a bigger perspective. I'm going to put um, a link for a book in the description, and I believe it's called F Content Marketing. And it was recommended to me, which is the only reason I read it. I didn't really even know what it was going to be about. And I'm sorry, this one is not free in Kindle Unlimited. It's a great book, though. It's really eye opening. I think I was two chapters in when I was scribbling notes like crazy in my notebook. And it's all about customer experience. So it's about when you think about your website. Do you just have, here's my book, buy it. So here's the shop page, buy my book, or is it more of an experience? And that's not the topic of this podcast. That might be the topic down the line, but I'm just going to, just going to leave it at that, that it's a great book. If you want to dive deeper into really growing your loyal fan base. And so that was the point of that book because it's from another industry. It's not specifically to authors or about publishing, or anything like that, but it was a great read and it really was eye opening for me. Okay. So now I'm going to go into four ways to get traffic. Okay. So this is the point where you're going to want to pause my voice and get a pen and a paper. Ideally, you're going to start this process when you're still thinking about publishing, when you're still in that publishing journey. And it's a lot, I'm not going to lie. The clients that I work with that are publishing and thinking about marketing are often overwhelmed because it's a lot. You're learning not just one skill set of you know publishing, but publishing and marketing are two totally different things and it's a lot. So if you're just starting out and you're like, I do not have capacity for that, Laurie, shut up right now. I'm going to suggest you just start by building your own traffic, your own audience, but start in your warm inner circle. Start with your family and your friends. You're just going to post on Facebook or wherever you post Instagram, and you're going to start talking about it. And you're going to ask people to follow your journey, follow along. And that, that is the beginning of making a captivated audience. And every once in a while, you can say, Hey friends, will you share this with your friends? Because more people than I know, of course, but that's how you start. You start from zero to let's say 30 (laughs) It's your own network that you already have. It's people you went to high school with. It's people you work with. It's people your husband or your wife work with. And so that's where you're going to start with your warm inner circle. That's going to be the start of your built traffic. So built traffic is traffic that you go after and you engage with all on your own. So it's your blogs, your social content, your podcast, if you have one, your video, your YouTube video channel, if you have one, your email list. These are things you build. You spend the time and the energy reaching out, meeting people, connecting, commenting, all that kind of stuff. So you're building that traffic and it's a slog. I'm not going to lie. It snowballs eventually, but it always feels like a slog. And so when you're starting out You're learning how to publish. You're learning those skills. It's all brand new and slightly overwhelming. You're eating in the closet. Am I right? Hashtag eating in the closet. Anyway, when you're starting out, start, always think about building your traffic. So always think about doing that stuff yourself, but then you can hack it a little bit. You can borrow traffic. You can borrow somebody else's loyal audience a little bit and give yourself a kickstart. So here's how you can do that. You can be a podcast guest, go on a podcast. They have a loyal audience like you listening to me. They have an audience and prepare well, know who their listener is and slightly adjust what you're going to talk about based on their listener. So before you uh, go on the podcast as a guest, you need to have a plan. So often all we hear is, okay, be a guest on a podcast. Got it. Check often running pitch, call email, get on the show. Well, that was fun. I did a great job, but now what? And so you have to actually slow down a little bit and you have to be a little bit more strategic when you're going to be utilizing these borrowed audiences. You need a plan. So you need a plan going in for how you're going to interest them, how you're going to engage with them, how you're going to connect in an ongoing basis. Did I say in on an ongoing basis? <laughs> going on somebody's podcast and saying, hey, thanks everybody so much for listening. Here's the URL of my website. I really hope you go check me out and buy my books. It's not good enough. It's the bare minimum for what you can do. And you need to do better if you want to really borrow this audience and gather them around you (laughs) and make them yours. You need a plan. You need some strategy. So going in, ask the podcast host, who is your ideal reader? Who am I talking to? Who, what, what kinds of things are they interested in? What appeals to them? And then offer them something that you think they'll like. So maybe it's a lesson plan if it's for teachers a scavenger hunt, an activity book, an audio book, a video book, you come up with something that that person's audience will love and you offer it. And so you need an opt-in box or a landing page. And the more specific you can get, the better experience they're going to have. So again, going back to that customer experience, if it was my audience, you might say, Hey, Just for the listeners of the Writer's Way podcast, I've created this fantastic thing. Sign up here, get it for free, instant access, download it right away. And so in that way, you're going to not just speak at this borrowed audience, but you're also going to really engage with them and hopefully in an ongoing on an ongoing basis. Why is that so hard for me? Okay. The second thing is really similar. The second way to borrow traffic is really similar and it's to be a guest blogger. I did a whole series on this in January. It was called the Indie Author Income Accelerator. So if you're interested in diving deeper into this, I think it was a five podcast series so you can very similarly do the same thing. Reach out to bloggers, ask if you can submit a guest blog, and then make sure you create something for their audience and offer it to them so that you can talk to them in an ongoing way. That that series I did in January was like uh, 10xing these results. It was going on a spree, going on a guest blogging spree to really grow your audience quickly. Okay. The third way that you can borrow traffic when, which is great when you're just starting out, but it's actually great all the time is to ask another author that's in your niche to share about your book or to share about you or to share about your free thing, just depending on where, what you're focusing on at that moment. So some people might not feel comfortable with this. I'm of the opinion that there's never enough books for children and that no two books are in direct competition but you do you. So it's either somebody near in your niche, like somebody who would have the same audience, or maybe somebody who's not a direct competitor, but who has enough of an engaged audience that they could help you out. And so you reach out to the author and you just ask, Hey, how do you feel about sharing my Instagram channel? And I'll, I'm happy to share yours. Or how do you, I've created this lesson plan for kindergarten teachers. And I think your audience would really like it. Uh, do you mind sharing or will you share? And I'm happy to return the favor, that kind of stuff. Authors I find in particular are very amenable, uh, agreeable. They want to help because they know that it's hard sometimes to get help. And so they just want to help other people. Okay. The fourth way that you can borrow traffic from somebody else that's more established, but then turn it into your own built traffic is to reach out to micro influencers. So don't aim for Jennifer Aniston right out the gate here. Look for somebody who has less than 10,000 followers on Instagram, but their posts get a lot of engagement. So you know that they they're getting traction and they're getting interaction and that their audience is an engaged audience. So reach out to them. You can ask them to share your free thing, the thing that you created, or you can ask to send them a book. And generally, I think it's understood... that it's in exchange for a review. But, but if they don't, they do. And if they don't, so you may want to put this into your work budget, your business budget. How many free books are you going to send, including the shipping? Maybe it's just one a month, but one a month chances are is more than what you're doing right now. Okay. So this is a bonus fifth thing. This is for taking a shortcut. When you want to build your traffic, we all know them and love them round of applause, please for Amazon ads. If you spend your money, you can gain, uh, these, this can gain you traffic. Let's say marketing speak, you would call them leads. And usually the way that most people do it, you don't have any way to connect with them or engage with them. They see your book cover, they click or they don't click they click to your book page, they buy or they don't page. So this is the only part uh, on Amazon that you can connect with them. You can invite them to get a free download or to opt into your list. Obviously never say opt into my list. You need to make something that people are really going to want. That's going to make them take that couple of extra steps and then borrow a trick from many novelists. Put some back matter in your book. Some people have even tried out front matter, which doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily, but it's a way to encourage or ask your readers to join your email list and people do it in the front part of their book because they figure they might not get there if they go to the back. So you can try either or both. I'm not saying take out a huge page, join my email list, my thing, but put something in there, go have a look at some of the novels on your bookshelf so you can see what I'm talking about. It's called Black Matter and it's just a way to invite people to connect with you, to engage with you. So some people might ask people, readers, to follow them on Facebook or Instagram. I personally ask to join my email list. And so always be thinking about the customer experience Thinking about what they want, what they're interested in, what they would respond well to. And what I mean by that is never just ask them if they want to join for your email newsletter. Okay. So I think that's enough for today. That was four ways that you can borrow traffic. But then while you're doing that, I want you to think strategically and plan ahead and borrow that traffic, but then build it into your own captivated audience. Think about what you're offering, how you're speaking how you continue to engage and connect after you've done that guest post, that guest blog, after you have sent that book to that influencer, all those kinds of things. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Let me know what you think. And next week, we're going to talk about more about building your own traffic because you can never talk too much about traffic, right? I hope you all have a good week. Talk to you soon.